Into the Deep End, a podcast brought to you by DigitalOcean. Okay, but in all seriousness, uh, it's a special edition Deep End. Um, my name's Holly, you guys know me, do these podcasts. Today I'm not behind the scenes and actually hosting um, because we're doing a special edition with our marketing intern today and another special guest. So I'll let the ladies take it from here. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Michelle. Um, I work on marketing operations and email campaigns here at DigitalOcean, and I served as the intern advisor this summer. Hi, everyone. I'm Gabby. I'm the marketing intern this summer working with Holly on all things hatching. Um, yeah. Sounds amazing. <laughs> um, so we're going to have some fun today um, but and get into the nitty-gritty of what it's like to work at a startup, what it's like to intern, get to know Gabby, get to know Michelle, and of course, hopefully you'll get to know Hatch after this a little bit more. Um, so we're I think not really getting to know me. We're getting to know Gabby. We're getting to know Gabby, <laughs> yeah. but we'll get to know you. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, maybe personality wise. Yeah. All right. But what drew you to Digital Ocean and this opportunity? Yeah. So I go to the University of Pennsylvania where I'm majoring in communications and minoring in consumer psychology, which is a pretty cool minor. It's half psych and half marketing, which I like a lot. Cool. And um, I'm here through a sales fellowship with Barry Capital which has been an awesome experience also. Um, yeah, my summer has been very busy. I live in Westchester, so I've been commuting back and forth every day. Um, and I've also been coaching lacrosse, and I play lacrosse at UPenn also, so I've also been having to train for the uh, upcoming school year, so it's definitely been interesting. It's, it's really a lot to balance in terms of your time management. Yeah, it's definitely been difficult, but, um, you know, being a student athlete also has kind of prepared me for doing something like this where Mm -hmm. I have to balance um, exercising and lacrosse and school and fun. So now I just switch school with work, which has been um, awesome too because it's it's a lot different than schoolwork um, because I'm generally interested in everything I'm doing here, so... That's awesome. So how has your experience been here at DigitalOcean and with the startup culture in general? I've really enjoyed working at a startup. I obviously, um, being a rising junior, I haven't had a uh, previous internship, so I haven't really been experienced with any other, you know, kind of um, working environment. However, a lot of my peers at Penn, a lot of my friends, they are either doing finance or consulting, so that's all I've had to compare it to. And I think I made the right choice with <laughs> being here, but um, I was definitely going into it a little blindly. So um, it's been really cool learning about DigitalOcean and um, how startups work and how they begin. And that's something that's really cool with Hatch, too, is that I get to communicate with a lot of startups who are doing exactly what DigitalOcean did from the beginning. So Yeah. 
Um, so with that, what did you, like, what were some of your preconceived notions of what a startup was? Is it like Silicon Valley where you're like, let's get some snacks and play ping pong and like have beer and like everyone's like sitting there like in their hoodie, like drinking Red Bulls. Like, did you think it was going to be like that? That's kind of what I imagined it to be. And it's not that far off. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We don't play ping pong that much. Yeah, we don't play. The ping pong table is broken. <laughs> yeah, the ping pong table is broken. Um, That's why we don't play. <laughs> yeah, um, and at, for the first time I think ever at Digital Ocean, I just drank a Red Bull. <laughs> so that's weird that that just happened. But um, anyhow, yeah. So that was definitely my preconceived notion of it. It's definitely not exactly like that. There's a lot of serious work going on, also. But it's definitely a lot more laid back than um, some of my friends are working with um, big banks and stuff. Um, so you mentioned something about consumer psychology as being part of your major and what that means for marketing. Tell me more about like how at Penn they, um, what consumer psychology means to you at Penn and yeah. how they're teaching you. Yeah, so I think it's a really cool minor. Um, I'm glad one of my friends just one day I was like, this seems like something you'd like. And I was like, wow, this is exactly what I would like. That's awesome. And um, just coincidentally kind of like fell into it. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I like my marketing classes a lot. And I think psychology is really interesting. Was actually thinking about majoring in that at one point. So um, it's definitely really cool. It's basically like combining the um, ideas of how we consume things and how our um, – brain works with what we're consuming and how we act towards each other and towards advertising and kind of combining that with um, marketing and then how to implement what I know through psychology into what works best for marketing, which is really cool. It's kind of amazing, right? Like, this is basically, like, a minor in brainwashing. (laughs) It's a minor in brainwashing. It is. Legit. We're so lucky to have Gabby as an intern because she has a minor in brainwashing. You guys don't know it, but I've been brainwashing you the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is the moment where we kill the prime minister of Malaysia. (laughs) Zoolander reference, everybody. Okay, yeah. 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 I don't remember that part. Yeah, this is... Yeah, this is like I love Will Ferrell, and this is where he's like, "Kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia." <laughs> anyway, he doesn't. He, he kind of talks like, mm. M- "What's his name?" Mugatu. Mugatu. Yeah. So and, speaking of yeah, speaking of brainwashing, do you have any musical inspiration while you're working or studying or exercising? Like, I know I listen to the Star Wars soundtrack when I'm really in the zone. It, like, helps me feel like a boss, helps me feel like, you know, my desk is a spaceship. Do you have something like this, Gabby? <laughs> First of all, I absolutely love that. Um, but I've been listening to a lot of, like, Kid Gutty and Kwaku Collins and Frank Ocean recently. But um, Ooh, the last couple yes. weeks, I've been listening to The Carters on repeat when I'm, like, in the zone. And my favorite right now is Nice. I love it. It gets me hype because they're just like, we're awesome. I'm like, you are awesome. So am I. Yeah, that's their. So, you know, to go off of that, Beyonce is like always like, okay, like you can do this. You got this no matter how hard or challenging the day is. And there's a line that I always tell everyone is where it's like where she says like, 
and I want everyone else to feel like this. Where it's not mm. just like, you know what, I am so bad, but you should feel like this too. Like, and it's mm. like bringing you along where it's not. That just song like, is totally like that too. Yeah, yeah. and mm. it's that's like fun. super inspirational. That's cool. That's awesome. So then what kind of like work after you listen to that have you done? What has been some of your best work that's come out of this inspiration? <laughs> um, I mainly was listening to that, I think, when I was working on um, like on, Mar- on stuff with Marketo, which I guess we'll touch on later. But um, kind of like grinding through um, these little pain points that we get with Marketo and like making sure I'm diligent with what I'm doing and like changing the copy of the emails I'm sending, like, stuff like that, where I felt like I was getting in the zone and, like, what can Mm. I do to change this and get better results? So speaking of getting into your work, Marketo, and what you worked on this summer, um, let's hear about your your official summer project. Yeah, so um, as we talked about earlier, I was working on pretty much scaling all things Hatch-related um, through community community engagement and communication with the startups throughout the entire life cycle. So I was mainly working on two sides of things, and that was, first of all, reaching out to startups and finding out the best way to invite these startups to become a part of Hatch and showing them the value that we can provide to them as they start their journey on building awesome software. And then the other side of things was all right, once we get them on board, once they're in the program, how are we consistently engaging with them and um, trying to get them to get the most out of their experience with Hatch and with DigitalOcean? So I worked on kind of redoing the email campaign, the email life cycle. So how many times we're emailing them a month, what we're saying, and uh, stuff like that. And also with constantly engaging with them on Slack. We have a Hatch Slack and um, getting doing a social campaign on Twitter, which um, was interesting, too, because I got to talk to a lot of startups and learn about what they were doing and try to find the most interesting ones that we could help them get the word out about them and also have some Hatch brand awareness, too. I would say in my elevator pitch that Hatch is our startup program here at DigitalOcean where we give startups the opportunity to build and create on DigitalOcean and use our products and, um, you know, really get a start with building awesome software, but while also um, joining an awesome community and inviting them to that community and providing support from other founders and investors and all people who went through similar things to them. Awesome. For founders by founders true hatch (laughs) (laughs) so why do we want hatch to be successful we want hatch to be successful because we want a startup community um here at DigitalOcean and through hatch and i think through hatch is how we can get connected with some of the top innovators in the world and um so through that we want people using DigitalOcean, but we also want to give back to the community that we came from and that we started from. So, yeah, I think that's why that's why we want Hatch to be successful because um, we want to give back to people who went, we know what it was like or DigitalOcean knows what it was like to be a startup and go through that process. So right. we want to provide the most value to these startups. That yeah, we I mean, we really thrive off of our community, right? 
um, as part of DigitalOcean. And so what's an example of how we foster community for our hatchers? So, like I said before, we communicate a lot on the Hatch Slack, so um, we have constant engagement with them that way and are kind of getting them to try to talk to each other. But we also have had a couple start Hatch startups come and visit, which was really fun. Um, we had Seva visit in um, July, and then just a couple of days ago, actually, we had Gladius come visit, another Hatch startup, and that was really fun, and we kind of showed them around and showed them what DigitalOcean was all about, and gave them some swag and um, made sure to both of their products are actually launching soon. So we got some uh, videos about them and their process with that. So that'll be up on our Instagram and Twitter soon. So that's just an example of like the community that we're trying to build is Mm -hmm. real personal Mm -hmm. relationships. And through your project this summer, how did you, how did you get additional startups to join Hatch? Like in terms of scaling Hatch, this was one of your focuses this summer. Um, so talk more about how you did that. So I worked with um, Jackie, who was working on the um, direct-to-startup email campaign before I got here, and she kind of showed me the ropes, and I kind of took a little bit of the reins for that. And so originally, before I got here, we were reaching out directly to, start, to um, partners instead of startups, but mm-hmm. we thought that if we were to reach out to the startups and it was more of an invitation from us, it would be more of what Hatch is all about and show them, like, we're inviting you to the community rather than the partners going through it. Right. Um, So, yeah, we started doing that, and we didn't want to do cold calls because of that reason. Like, it's more of an invitation rather than, like, come to Hatch. So, um, yeah, so the, the email is basically an invitation to join the program and receive credits and join our community. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we understand that founders are just trying to survive and get the product out there. And we want to help them not worry about one more thing. And that's building on infrastructure and like learning how, what to build on. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with these emails, there was, we have a lot of tools. Marketing is known for a lot of tools. Startups are known for using a lot of tools and, Often times we can't decide on one. Tell us about some of the tools you use for to send out these emails and other things that like helped you achieve your goals for the summer. Yeah, I mentioned Marketo earlier, I think. So yeah. Marketo was very interesting. At first it seemed very foreign and it was I had no idea what I was doing. But it was basically it's basically what we send our emails through. Um, and it's kind of complicated, but I because I learned pretty quickly it's not like a Gmail where you're just copying pasting some information like you had to you have to work through um the html code a lot and um make sure that the formatting isn't off when you add words or add pictures or that was a lot of issues that i came up with was adding pictures um i needed some help with that but um so yeah there's a lot of like pain points and nitty-gritty things that are on marketo that i've gotten used to and it was definitely a learning experience like i did make some mistakes and um it's really important because you want to be professional and so you have as a business like we want to be professional so we can't be making huge mistakes in emails that we're sending out so it's definitely important right and yeah and it's like it's part of learning how to use a particular tool like it's it you know it really helped you to be a little bit more detail oriented um 
there were definitely some pain points that you had to get used to. I had to be really detailed about the lists and the people that we were sending to um, to make sure that people weren't getting multiple emails or that they hadn't unsubscribed, which was, right. um, at first I was just like, oh, this is just another thing. I had. But it's so important in making sure yeah. that people aren't like getting blasted with emails that they don't need um, or they're getting too many or don't want them at all. So it's something that's important and keeping our brand as Hatch and as DigitalOcean is like being kind of chill and we don't want to be like overloading people with emails. Yeah. So what results have you seen from reaching out via email? Yeah, we started out not very personalized on the emails. Like they seemed very, they were kind of like mass emails and um, we started getting more and more personalized as the summer went on. Um, And we just learned like that, that was what was most um, effective Mm -hmm. in getting results and getting people to join Hatch. Um, We had, like, a substantial click-through rate changes up to four times the rate we previously had um, after increasing personalization just by sending um, individual emails based on the VC or accelerator that um, these startups were backed by. And as the summer went on, as I said, we got more and more personalized. I actually, something that was really funny that I was like, I'm just going to give this a shot was I realized that we send multiple um, email waves and I realized that one of the waves was all Australian startups and I changed something that I thought was silly, like the lingo to like good day instead of like hey, what's up? Just something that I thought felt like was a little more Australian-like. And the click-through rate actually increased by 5%, and I got an application just by changing that, like, simple wording (laughs) to make it, like, a little more personal. Yeah, so it's really a win when we get people to open emails and click and submit an application for our program. So what are some of the challenges that you've faced while working on those very detailed tasks? I found that it was difficult sometimes. Um, I tried to personalize by location, but there are definitely some areas that I don't know a lot about. Um, I had trouble reaching out to startups in India because I was trying to tailor the message um, to the location and also making sure I was sending it at the right time. Our business hours are completely different. So there would be times like it was the end of our day here and it was like, well, I don't like 4 a.m. there. So it was like no one's looking at their email then and they wake up and delete it. Um, so I had a lot of trouble with that. And there's obviously no perfect science to the emails. And um, it's definitely been a trial and error experience. So, yeah, so we um, changed a lot of the email lifecycle. So after they join, um, after the application is sent, we're starting to send more emails um, kind of to nurture them and make sure that they're aware of all of the features and all of the products that they can be using, all the um, communities that they can join with Hatch. And so I edited the current email lifecycle from the first um, the first engagement being at 90 days to... I think somewhere around like the first week and I think we're going to keep editing that and trying to find the perfect balance of making sure that these startups know all they have and all the value can provide to them um, while also not being too annoying about the emails like we talked about before um, about not opening emails. We want to make sure that they're getting the most out of what, what value we're giving them. 
so the reason we did this was because we want our Hatch members to feel the community that they're joining, and we want them to feel like we have a ton of support. Um, they have a ton of support on our end so that we can shout them out in the Slack or on social media and help them with technical things and show them all the products and that we're constantly engaging with them and making the most out of their credits. So you mentioned shouting them out on Slack. Um, what did you do with Slack? How did you interact with the hatchers on the Hatch Slack channel? And what did you find that worked? So every day I tried to send something in the Slack page, whether it was an article or a shout out to the um, different people in Slack, that different startups or um, asking questions. And the articles, I think, got a little old. I started off just sending one article per day, and that was all I was doing. And I think people stopped engaging with it because um, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. she's just sending another article. So I tried to what do What kind some. of articles were you sending? Yeah, so I was, try- I was looking through a lot of... Um, DevRel community, like, newsletters and um, weekly, I forgot what they're called, like, um, just, like, weekly articles that would be interesting to the DevRel community and, like, searching through those and seeing what I thought was interesting and trying to share those. And there were definitely some articles that did get, like, some, whoa, that's interesting responses. But there were, by the end, I think people started, like, kind of shying away from them a little. They're like, eh, this is not as Mm. fun. So I did add an a, a riddle bot one day I was like you know what these people need to talk to me more I'm gonna add a riddle bot <laughs> and it was really funny at first and everyone was like engaging with it and mm-hmm. um, talking to this riddle bot it's called Irwin in case anyone wants to try it out <laughs> and Erwin. Um, <laughs> he started kind of going off the rails at the end <laughs> because he would. What we realized is if you like left him for a little and then talked to him again, he would ask the same riddles, and people were just like getting annoyed at him. And he actually like was telling them that their answers were wrong if they like put an emoji with the answer and they were right. So I told everyone Erwin was gone. Erwin <laughs> Erwin had to go. Yeah, yeah. Erwin was gone. I mean that's Irwin kind of went rogue. Yeah, Irwin, he did yeah. went rogue. Erwin went rogue and this is like when Slack bots fail. I feel like there I feel like there's a movie in here somewhere. Um or at least an an episode of Silicon Valley where this can just like ruin like Slack bots just ruin some kind of deal in some way. <laughs> Didn't there's, Facebook have that problem? Where they created, like, chatbots to talk to each other, Mm. and then they started developing personalities, and then it got creepy. Are you talking about a Black Mirror episode? No, this is a real thing. Huh. I'm I'm unaware. Mm. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so that's interesting. Yeah, Slack is, like, a really great way for us to communicate with... um, with these startups like it feels I mean it humanizes ultimately going back to that idea of like the power of personalization like we're real we're here we're talking to you mm-hmm. so um and Irwin Irwin <laughs> showed exactly the power of personalization where it's like yeah like you're not real Irwin <laughs> um interesting so why did you think slack engagement was important for the community I felt like this was what we offer when you join Hatch. You're getting a community and you get to interact with people like you as a startup who are also building from the ground up and um, struggling and crushing it and doing all these things. So um, having that engagement, being 
having resources to talk to during that process is um, really interesting. And sometimes me getting the condo started was all it took. Tell us a little about that content curation, that process, um, all that good stuff, like why it was important and like what you did. So basically I would reach out to the startups individually, whether by email or I preferred Slack because people tend to see their Slack notifications more than they answer emails. Um, So I tried to reach out by Slack too, but not everyone was in our Slack channel. So Hatchers, if you're listening, join the Hatch in Slack. Um, But yeah, so I would try to reach out to people like that and research about their startup and what they do. And I wanted to shout out those people and um, show the world what they're building and how awesome they are and show the DevRel community while also getting Hatch brand awareness. So it was kind of a win-win. We were showing off some of our hatchers and um, also showing off hatch itself so that was pretty cool that's fantastic i mean so tell us about the social campaigns as well um that you did uh yeah so once we got information from these startups i would uh sometimes ask them to copy what they wanted to be tweeted about their business or what was like a call to action for their company um, or other times we like provided them a couple examples and they would choose. So a really great example of, of this was I talked to the co-founder um, from Flora App, who it's actually Kalani, the um, artist. Um, What's Flora? What does Flora App do? Um, it's like a healthy living app. Okay. So um, I think it tracks like your steps, your yep. workouts, and what you're eating, That's and right. um, has a community mm. about a healthy lifestyle which I think is really cool so I talked to him on the phone and um there are hatch they're hatchers obviously but um so then we uh, agreed upon a copy for their tweet for them and Kalani actually retweeted it and it got the most likes ever on DigitalOcean Twitter which amazing. was like 1.1 thousand so amazing that was awesome amazing um yeah, the power, the power of celebrity, yeah. I guess. That's really cool. Um, yeah, and I think we drove some a good amount of new uh, followers for them as mm-hmm. well. Um, that's really cool. That's awesome. Um, okay, so I think we're running out of time, but you had a really busy summer. Um, did all the things. Um, I would love to hear, kind of in summary, like what's kind of... Like, what is your lesson? What are you taking away from this? Like, what will you take to pen? What will you take in your next in your next job, ultimately? Um, what you learned here at DigitalOcean? Yeah, um, I think I could take that question from two different pieces. It's like what I learned personally and what I learned from a business standpoint. So I guess from a business and learning and marketing and sales standpoint, I've learned how important personalization is and communicating with people directly and being a real person and not Irwin, not the Irwin bot. Not, not the Irwin <laughs> bot. Um, and just how important that is to people and startups especially and businesses and making relationships with different people in businesses is really important and people want to be talked to like a person. Um, so I think that's definitely a really important lesson I'll take with me. And from a personal standpoint, DigitalOcean has taught me to really share my ideas and um, I got to do to get a lot of responsibility here, which I've loved doing, and I think it was awesome kind of taking on my own projects, and I've definitely learned 
to um, g- learn on the go. And um, as a startup, like we're still growing, and it's definitely been an uh, interesting journey. So um, learning learning on the go and um, be able to share my ideas is something that I've definitely learned, and I'm going to take that to Penn and have confidence with um, have confidence there in my classes now. And um, I'll, I'm, I think I'm also going to take that stuff to how I talk to other people and understand that personalization and talking to people like people and not just like a a sale or something like that um is really important so yeah I think I'm gonna try to make people feel special whether it's from personal or a business standpoint yeah for sure that's a really important lesson because at the end of the day like the human connection is what drives all of this automation. Now that you've done the, this whole, all of the, you've seen all the tools, all the craziness, what can't you live without now in terms of an app? Uh, <laughs> um, at DigitalOcean, it's definitely Slack. I think Slack went down one day and it felt like the world was ending. <laughs> no one could talk to each other. And I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> I have no guidance and no one to speak to, even though people were sitting right next to me. I was like, I'm disconnected from the world. <laughs> Slack is Slack is real. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're promote, promoting Slack right now. Thank you so much um, for all your hard work. And um, yeah. Thank you, guys. I had an awesome summer because I had some awesome bosses. Woo!